curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back, probably because I think having a curious and open mind and an inquiring mind is a great benefit. If you explore what interests you, often you'll find satisfaction. If you try new things and you're curious about new things, that is an asset. And it's also one of the traits of being a creative person. And obviously, I think there's a lot of merit in that. I would encourage people to be, stay curious um, because it makes life interesting and a, a more rewarding journey. We're here with Sarah Peterson, who is a co-author with Pat Masidi in the book From Potential to Prosperity, and her Instagram page is Billabong Bliss Art Studio. Sarah is a creative children's coach, and she's passionate about the transformative power of art therapy. She teaches art classes and connects with kids below the surface to deal with trauma and emotional challenges. Sarah, glad to be speaking with you. Hi, Robert. Nice to be here. Yeah, wonderful to have you. And so this whole idea of art therapy, some people have heard of it, some people have used it, and it makes sense that it can be this tool for someone to quiet the thoughts and meditate. Can you tell us about this whole art therapy idea and what your current passion and focus is? I'm not an art therapist. I'm an art teacher, but I've done some coaching and I've used art to help children in the classroom. So I have over 25 years experience teaching children. And I found that the children, when they were dysregulated or they had some emotional trauma or things going on at home and it was playing on them, that art was a great tool to use to help them process that because we can't process with our words when we're dysregulated. It's really hard. And giving children another tool, which was art, just to draw or scribble on a page, just help them process. And I would find that they would settle and calm down and then I'd be able to help them address what really was the trigger. And so I find art really beneficial for that. And I've noticed that in the art classes that I'm taking now in the community, that parents are reporting that children have grown in confidence. And I get the sense, I don't know, I don't go and interview or ask those diff the difficult questions, but I get the sense that some children's journey at school might be a little bit difficult and in my art classes, I noticed that they settle and they calm down and, and they're happy. Yesterday, I had a little boy who came in and he was not happy, <laughs> I could tell. And I asked him, oh, how was your day at school? No answer, just, and I went, oh, okay. I said, don't worry, we don't need to talk about it. And as we got into the art session, he became bubbly, he became enthused and had a really nice time and I think art can do that it just helps kids settle and it gives them something fun to look forward to I like that a lot that you might think that art is a way to deal with the emotions that are within you but it can also be a way to just get yourself out of that funk and that it's if you're having a, a bad day or having a blah day you don't always need to confront it it can sometimes just be i just need to snap out of it and change the channel and feel better so it's nice to think that art and even just like doodling in general can just become alive and it become its, its own kind of entity on its own and so if we're just in that bad state or just having a bad day then it can be difficult to put things into words or feel like oh, if I'm revisiting this again, I'm complaining. But if we get abstract and doodle, then that can just be yet another tool to make the day better. Yeah, that's right. And this little boy, it switched his focus. For him, 
he was no longer focused on the difficulties experienced at school. I don't know what they were. I get the sense that maybe he has days like that regularly, but I, as a said, I'm hypothesizing, but in the art class, he was enthusiastic and it switched his focus and we were um, painting sulfur-crested cockatoos yesterday and it was a very messy art lesson when we had straw blowing ink and we were using scrapers to create a background and drawing and creating and watercoloring cockatoos to layer on top of that. And he got very engrossed in that and really enjoyed the process. And I think just doing a creative process helps you process a lot of emotions, which is very beneficial, especially for children, because we don't often have the words or the language for what we might be feeling. And he was able to process his day, I think, because he left much happier than when he arrived and he had a really nice artwork to boot, which is good. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's a good reminder just to give ourselves in general that if we're having that bad day and we think about what puts me in a better mood, sometimes for me, I'll go out and I'll do some driving or I'll do some walking or some people go to the gym and sometimes you just tell yourself, I'm not feeling too great, not feeling too well, but there's this activity that I know when I come out of it, when I go to the movies and I come out of it and afterwards I feel better. And sometimes it just takes those activities to just make us feel better. And so you have these art classes and what sort of the structure do you usually say we're going to draw the cockatoos? Is it sometimes just free form? Is there a set time limit? What's the setup like? Currently, the sessions run for an hour and I'll dive pretty much straight in. Sometimes I'll talk about an artist that might be inspiring our artwork because I think it's good for kids to know about the artists and, yeah, have a little bit of art history. And so we'll do a little bit of that, but maybe five minutes because depending on the age of the children, I go by their concentration span. So we'll do a very quick dive into that on occasion and then we'll begin the art process. So I just get the kids starting to make because they get restless. They want to get, they're there to do something and they want to get started. I had a little three-year-old join the class a while ago and she'd run into the room and touch all the materials because she was just excited to begin a lot of the older children are a little bit more restrained but their first question out of their mouth is what are we doing what are we making and so they just want to get started so we will I'll just guide and instruct them through the process as the lesson progresses and let the children make I'm hoping in the future to give them enough skills so that I can give them the equipment and let them have their own go at creating something I'd love to see them do that but we ha I haven't done that in the lessons yet because I don't know how parents will respond to that because they're paying for a lesson. And my thought is they probably want an outcome that they can to take home and put on the fridge or whatever they do with the children's art when they go home. But I, I, ideally, I would like that because I'd like to, like, for example, the scraper art, it's great to create quick backgrounds and you can get a lot of different effects. I'd love the children to experiment and explore with that and then paint on top and layer and use those techniques to come up with their own compositions. But we haven't done that. I usually just guide them through a process with the purpose of teaching some techniques. And if it's connected to an artist, sharing that. So that's how the art lessons currently look. Mm. Okay, so you, you have something that, that's working, but you're looking into in the future, possibly changing up the system. And do you ever think about 
this idea of structured fun because you're making me think back to when I was a kid, I used to think in black and white terms. I used to think if I'm at school, if I'm learning, if I'm working, that's not fun. And then if I'm on the playground with complete chaos, I would think to myself, that is fun. But there's definitely some room for overlap and for having some kind of sense of accomplishment, right? Like you think if I'm if there's just chaos out in the yard and the field and we're just kicking a ball around, that's okay. But if we like learn the rules, if we kind of work towards a goal, if we play a sport, then there's some other heightened level of like fulfillment and satisfaction. And so when art comes along, you're the kids are learning, they're learning about history, learning the techniques. And it might be frustrating at first to have to sit there and learn the tools and, and these techniques. But then it seems like at the end, once they create something, there is fun plus something has been created. Do these sorts of thoughts ever cross your mind, Sarah, just as far as there's unstructured fun, which is okay, but limited, but then structured fun, which has some greater potential? Yeah, I... I just know the benefits of art and I try to make it not too teachery because I am a primary school teacher and I know this is an after school activity. So I try and choose activities that are fun for the kids and require more of a hands-off, less teachery approach. But it will require, say, maybe five or 10 minutes instruction or some guided processes throughout the lesson because I know the children do want to have fun and, and they're all there to create and they're there to connect with other children. And I love seeing community blossom in the classes and then looking forward to meeting this child that may not go to their school may not live in their neighborhood but they've connected with and I think that there's a real beauty in that especially for children who maybe they have some difficulties in the playground I know when I was teaching it's a big brave world out in a playground 300 400 children let loose <laughs> at the same time can feel very overwhelming for some children and to be in a more structured environment like an art classroom they can foster connections with children they might not necessarily meet in their day-to-day -day and form friendships which I've noticed is happening and they have their own little community and they begin to chat and engage and there's a lot a happy buzz and I think that's a very positive outcome a side benefit of doing the art classes in terms of structured fun I think that it is the children do enjoy themselves and parents are reporting that children have increased confidence going through into the world from having done the classes and that it's the highlight of the child's week so some children that's the thing they look forward to school may not might be a bit rough for various reasons but coming to this class has been a highlight for a number of my students and um, parents have reported that, which has been really good. Wonderful. And would you say that this lesson here about being social is something important for us adults? Because it's easy for someone to even hear what you're saying today and say, okay, art, doodling, I should look into doing that alone. Or someone might say, I need to get in better shape. I'll go to the gym alone versus going to a yoga class or a spin class. But what I like about what you've described about these art classes, it's not just a one-on-one -on -one thing, it's a group thing. So these kids can forge these relationships. And do you have any thoughts on that? Just how it's important to have that, that social connection, the social circle, so that way we don't feel so alone? Yeah, I think it's really important. And I know that I haven't finished reading a book. I've begun reading on the impact of art on the brain, but I know they were talking about that it's more powerful, the effects of art, when it's done in a social setting. And art apparently lowers cortisol levels. So 
if you're stressed, the scientists have actually uh, monitored brains and seen that the cortisol levels have actually dropped. So doing 20 minutes of art is actually good for you, they've discovered. And I and and even more so when done in a social setting, it seems to amplify the benefits. So I've noticed that in the classroom. I've noticed children building connections throughout the term and I've noticed them growing in confidence and needing mum to be present in the classroom with them to begin with because they're feeling really shy and unsure to see mum <laughs> and coming in and sitting down and, and getting started and chatting to the other children at the table. And that's been really encouraging to see. And I, I just know that it does that every time, really. Yeah. Wonderful. And I can tell that you care about the kids, right? There's some of those teachers that you come across in life where they just want care about like the paycheck and they just show up and they're all about the rules. And then there are those teachers like you seem where they just, they're focused on the kids and they want to do whatever they can to help the kids. And that might mean giving different kids more attention or changing up their curriculum. And so in all of your teaching adventures, do you think there is any sort, anything that needs any kind of focus? Are the kids these days stuck with like, their emotional intelligence or their attention span or just where do you think the kids these days need help? Um, I think a lot of after school, I know just watching my nephew, it's very easy to get sucked into the screen, isn't it? So whether that be TV, on mum or dad's phone, scrolling, playing games, and that is a way, it numbs the brain <laughs> in my mind. And I think that it's good to get engaged and I think that can be a bit of a distraction to get sucked into a virtual world as opposed to the real physical world and I because I like art and I'm passionate about teaching children I know that there's a lot to be said that with the neural pathways and the way the brain is wired that you can remember things more if you actually physically write and I think when children are doing art they're actually using it's a physical process as well as a cognitive one. And I think there are a lot of benefits to that. It's like handwriting. I've seen that deteriorate over the years because children are more used to doing digital things. They're far better at it than I am. I get frustrated and the children will go, it's just this, you just do this. But I think that they need the, the fine motor skills that are developed through doing art. And I think they need the social connectedness. And I think it creates persistence and problem solving like something doesn't always go the way you would like it in art you might get a blob of paint and sometimes children will be very enthusiastic if we do a splattering activity and get very lost in the moment and forget that they've got someone sitting right beside them and their paint is going on the other person's page which may not be appreciated it's having to negotiate and problem solve and process those sorts of things uh is very helpful and I find that sometimes some certain students not every child but some students will, are easily triggered and having some other processes to help them regulate is beneficial yeah to calm down to breathe to see another person's perspective and I guess I've just used art art has always been the go-to for me to do that because it does center a child it helps them to problem solve and it helps them just take a step away from a problem. And I think children need those skills. I agree. It comes back to meditation, right? That when someone uses art or uses prayer or reads a book, it's all just this 
bubble of meditation of just thinking about your thoughts differently and taking a break from the repeat loop thoughts that you're currently in. And there's something to be said here about just that those fine motor skills. And I think you and I are on the same page here because just this week, I got back to writing things down and even like doodling on, on the side of my paper here, even though I could write it on the phone and it could like sync to the cloud and check off my to-do list and all those <laughs> things. And even though it may sometimes feel repetitive to go and write and doodle something down on a page, but I feel like when I'm stuck on my goals or I just feel like I can't think clearly, then there's something to what you're saying here of just like using those fine motor skills and using your handwriting and getting it, getting it written down and escaping the screen whenever possible. That way the screen becomes a tool that we can use, but not a tool that in itself uses us. So this is these are all very good, helpful reminders just about how to better deal with our thoughts, emotions, feelings, and just how to be better people and sometimes even learn from kids. And in your various teaching experiences and adventures, is there anything that has surprised you? We were, you're talking a moment about just when the unexpected happens, but have you ever had some kind of a, like a revelation or aha, either with this art uh, teaching or with the student teaching? I can't really think of a story. I probably my most confronting experience as a teacher, and I think we touched on it in the book, was the day that a student of mine chose to pick up a pair of scissors to gain attention and threaten another child in my classroom. And I, I'd never had anything like that happen before. And having to deal with that was an interesting exercise remember having to just be very calm and get him to settle and I did actually get out his sketchbook because he often had moments and redirected him to that for a while and yeah I don't know I just know that art works I've had other students who when you've lost your cool and it, you don't you look there's some shame with that and you feel embarrassed especially in a classroom there's like a whole lot of people have just witnessed that they're going to go home and tell mum and dad I think having the art in those moments helps that child process those emotions and it takes the focus off them and allows them even the respect of being able to calm down and so I've had a, a, a number of children chuck a few wobblies as I would call them when they've gotten a little dysregulated in the classroom and being able to give them just some paper and a pencil just to calm down has been helpful because that's more socially acceptable, isn't it, than losing your custard and having a, an emotional meltdown and being triggered by the person next to you that said or looked at you the wrong way and you've personalised or understood it in a way that's made you feel very upset and you've reacted. Often children will do that deliberately because they love to see their reaction too and explaining that to those children is helpful so that they can recognize that as well but yeah I've had lots of moments in the classroom where things like that have happened or children have come in and they're just not ready to learn they've been upset things have happened in their world beyond their control and they don't know how to process and so to come and sit down and start schoolwork straight away like everything's a-okay and it's not has been challenging and I have seen the beauty of being able to just give them a gift of a piece of paper and a pencil, as simple as that, 
and it can make all the difference in the world even better if you can give it them some glitter and some not for us because cleanup's not fun but some glue and some textures and it, it makes them feel seen and heard and valued and I think that's part of the process too for me it's seeing the person or the child and valuing them rather than necessarily seeing the behavior because everybody wants to focus on that and yeah that's not cool not suggesting that it is but being able to honor the person and using art helps to do that and that's why I probably have always gone to it because I think it's less confrontational and it allows the person to be just where they're at and I think yeah I just think there is a lot of value in that and it, it helps them problem solve in a way that perhaps they weren't able to access in that moment I love it. Art is this tool to slow down and calm down and problem solve, whether the problem solving means thinking the way out of their situation or just getting a handle on these emotions so that they can then focus on the schoolwork and just have that clear head. And so this is all wonderful to think about and wonderful to be aware that it exists. And you are in the book from Potential to Prosperity with Pat Masidi, and your Instagram page is Billabong Bliss Art Studio. And how do we take the next step here with you? How do we find out what we need to know about this art class? If someone is physically near you, is there a way to find out more or sign up? What's the next step here? What's the call to action? If they go to my Instagram page, there are links on there that take them to a page where they can register their interest in classes. Or they can send me a message from there. I've also got Facebook pages, which they can contact me through. And in the future, I'm currently working on some a lesson portal. So I will have some online lessons available for parents in the future. I'm just building that at the moment. Wonderful. One step at a time. Just like when you doodle on a page, it doesn't all come together instantly. Maybe you have to add some shading there or a box there. And so the same is true with life. You just add those building blocks. And on Instagram, you can go to Billabong Bliss Art Studio to find those posts, to find that link where you can then sign up for those future updates. And as we wrap up our conversation here, Sarah, you've talked a lot about some of these kind of deep mental ideas. Some of them are very profound, but it's always fun to end on just a, a real quick sound bite. With that in mind, do you have a favorite quote, moral, or lesson to share with us? Or maybe if not a favorite, just something that just pops out of your mind in the moment. Quote, moral, or lesson. What do you have? Oh, put me on the spot. Yeah. I'd love to say no, because I do feel very put on the spot. No, the only adage that I probably have is curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Probably because I think having a curious and open mind and an inquiring mind is a great benefit. And that if you explore what interests you, often you'll find satisfaction. And if you try new things and you're curious about new things, that is an asset. And it's also one of the traits of being a creative person. And obviously I think there's a lot of merit in that. So I would encourage people to be, stay curious um, because it makes life interesting and a, a more rewarding journey. I agree completely. Curiosity is undervalued, so we should all be tapping into that childlike curiosity so that way we can just 
break out of the norm and and not go through all the day-to-day drudgery because as an adult that's no fun as a kid it seemed like life was so varied and and different and exciting and we can get that back as long as we embrace that curiosity and the next step to embracing your own curiosity and what art can do for you is step number one check out from potential to prosperity with sarah peterson and pat masidi and step number two go to billabong bliss art studio and follow sarah on instagram that way you can see what she's up to and check out everything else she has uh, going on so sarah super wonderful talking to you i really appreciate you and thanks for stopping by thank you